Hey everyone, Sean and Dave here from Saturday Morning Cartoons. We cannot start this week's show, absolutely cannot start this week's show, until we thank the following people who went to Patreon.com to sponsor this show. Derek Haynes. Alex Kazanis. Jack Connolly. Jonathan Renteria Elie. Bill Dixon. The wonderful Melanie Harker. Dr. Jason Woods. Oh, the fantastic Allison Keene. The alright Jamal Newman. The so-so John Helter. Battle Matt Fitness. The wonderful David Trumbor. And the one and only Sean Paul Ellis. Hey, out there, if you guys want to be on this list or just want to know what's coming up next week on the show, check out patreon.com slash Saturday Morning Cartoons for more details. And remember, that's morning with a U. Thank you so much for sponsoring us. Thank you so much for listening. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the weekly podcast that revisits, reviews, and ridicules some of the world's weirdest animated series. Coming to you from Dimsdale, California, I'll be your co-host, Dave Trumbor. Joining me as always, my fairly odd co-host, Sean Paul Ellis. How's it going, bud? Uh, David, David, David. I'm doing well, buddy. How about yourself? I'm doing good, man. Do you think it's safe to say, if I described you as fairly odd, would you take that in stride? Is that uh, okay? Yeah, I would take any variation of odd... I would take oddball. You could say weirdo. What if I'd, I called you an oddity? Oddity? Yeah, MTV oddities. I could get behind that. That I'm was so a fun. Glad you went there. Yeah. That was a fun mixed media <laughs> uh, MTV cartoon program. What was that video game? Uh, odd Odd World. Yeah, Odd World. Wasn't that a franchise? There, there was a Abe's Odyssey. Yeah. Abe's Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Right. It was sort of a a weird hierarchy between like a a group that of these kind of anthrop- or bipedal weird aliens yeah. where certain of them were kind of in a, a position of power. And so you were like Abe and you had to like escape because you were enslaved. Abe escape. Yeah. Abe escape. Great. Abe escape. Why didn't they name it that? <laughs> if they that would have been, that, they can. Please. Can you think of any other odd things in the title? Odd couple? Oh yeah. I guess odd couple would be the only other one that comes to the top of mind. I don't but. think the night's Nicktoons drew from any of that, really. They no. They just did their own odd thing. I will say that they drew from, especially in this first episode, pretty much everything else from yeah, anywhere from, from like the 50s, 50s to the 90s. <laughs> yeah. They did a good job of kind of just taking all of these things in and then pumping them out on the screen. But yeah. Yeah. No, nothing from the odd couple, though. So what are, what are we talking about tonight? What's the next New Year's Nicktoons for 2018. Oh man, so we are talking about fairly odd parents tonight, and I have to ask, did you did you watch this at all, Dave? I don't think I did. I, I, it was on the radar. Like, if you would have shown me the title characters, I would have been like, "That's fairly odd parents." But that's honestly the extent of what I knew about this show. How about oh, you? Yeah, I I watched a little bit of this when it did was you? on. I did not seek it out ever, but I do have very fond memories of when it would come on, just kind of hunkering down and watching an episode i remember it always being very silly and kind of spastic so it was interesting to kind of jump back into it tonight and see if that energy persisted from my memory yeah so what uh, what is the background of this thing it's kind of jumped around over the last 16 years um <laughs> so, so give us a little bit of a uh, breakdown here of its history <laughs> yeah so the fairly odd parents is an american animated television series created by Butch Hartman, that premiered on Nickelodeon March 30th, 2001. 
The series originated from shorts on the animation showcase, Oh Yeah Cartoons, airing from 1998 to 2001. It was later picked up as a series due to its popularity. Originally, it ended in 2006, totaling five seasons, but then resumed production in 2008. It is produced by Frederator Studios, Nickelodeon Animation Studios, and as of season six, Billionfold Inc. Having aired over more than 16 years, Fairly Odd Parents is the longest running fantasy TV series in American television history and currently stands as Nickelodeon's second longest running animated series behind SpongeBob SquarePants. It's it's fair to say that we have not vetted any of these Wikipedia claims. So that one seems a little <laughs> that one seems a little strong to me. I think the fact that they call it a fantasy TV series uh, probably gets them the Guinness record here. Yeah. I I like the part about the history that I really enjoy is that if you were a fan when this was on and then it went off the air and you were really bummed out, it came back two years later, sort of like finding a band that you really enjoyed. And then suddenly they're just like, we're not touring anymore and we're breaking up. And then two years later, they're like, we need money. And so then they go back on the road and you're like, yes, I finally get to recapture that magic, but it's maybe not as good as it was. I don't know. Because we ended up watching season one, episode one. So right. I'd be curious to see what the energy and what everything is like in the 2008 when the series returned to production. Well, here's what's interesting. If you head on over to this show's IMDb page, you will find many reviewers out there who are not so happy with the new version of The Fairly Odd Parents. We had a kind of a tough time breaking down the difference between the two. A lot of the lovets, uh, as we like to do on the show came from the original run of the series and a good portion of the hate <laughs> came from the more recent sort of uh, reproduction under a different company. So it's it's difficult to kind of say which average score uh, the show should get because it's early run, very different from its late run. But if you guys don't know what this show is about, just like I did not know, uh, here we go. Here's a synopsis. So set in the fictional town of Dimsdale, California, a 10-year-old boy named Timmy Turner is neglected by his parents and tortured by his babysitter, Vicky. One day, he is granted two fairy godparents, Cosmo and Wanda, who grant his every wish to improve his miserable life. However, these wishes are guaranteed to inadvertently cause a series of technical problems that Timmy must fix, and therein lies the humor. So it's a pretty simple conceit, pretty simple setup. It's basically Timmy doesn't really like his life. He's kind of a Harry Potter type, except he doesn't have any powers of his own. And then one day, he's, he's granted two fairy godparents so those are the fairly odd parents they're they basically just like live to serve timmy and provide a lot of comic relief right i think that's a that's a pretty smart setup for a uh, for a cartoon show because it leaves open the door for a lot of just like insane magical adventure right of course i i think the thing that really is kind of hit home often and very frequently yeah. is how isolated and alone the timmy mm-hmm. turner character is it, you you almost my my first impression of this was oh shit this kid gets these these fairy godparents to do all this stuff he gets to go on like you mentioned all these fun adventures all these things all this creativity that's in a young kid's brain yeah. realized before him at any point in time all he has to do is wish for it yeah. And then and you it's look not like at his... a genie where he's like limited. This is just like whatever you want, whenever just, you want. I mean, yeah. there are some caveats that we'll talk about yes. tonight. In terms there are of what... the rules. There yeah. are the rules. But at the same time, like 
his creativity is unleashed. It's there's there's no chains or shackles on it for for uh, for anything uh, with a couple of these exceptions. And so it's fun to see all these things happen and, and, and to kind of have him go crazy and to wish big and, and to think about these things because as a kid and you know, you're, you're sitting there and you're just like, yeah, I wish I had all these things to suddenly see that realized in a cartoon feels awesome to watch. And but what's then, cute about it too. Yeah. Go ahead. Well then you look at his life and you realize just how awful it is, how isolated he is, how bullied he constantly is. We mentioned in the summary just the neglectful parents, this abusive babysitter that he has. <laughs> this does not seem like such a great life. And you have to really understand that Timmy's life is just balanced by extremes. Yeah. I mean, these are high highs and low, low lows. Low, low lows. I, low, low lows. Yeah. Get low. What I kind of like about the premise, though, too, is that uh, it teaches Timmy how to kind of be a better person. So he may have like a mini tantrum when something doesn't go his way or he's tired of being picked on. So he wants to wish for a certain thing, which we'll talk about in this plot. But then it eventually like he sees all the complications that come with that wish. And he's just like, you know what? I didn't have it so bad. It's not that bad. Let's go back to the way it was because this is kind of this is kind of awful. <laughs> so let's go back to my terrible life. At least it's slightly better than my other terrible life. But I mean, you're right. Like it, it teaches him an insane amount of empathy. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I felt like he could learn this just through somebody having an honest conversation with him. Like, or, a, like a parent, perhaps. You know, uh, yeah, it, uh, like a little bit of child rearing could have come in here. He, yeah. he could have he could have had not only some honest conversations, but he could have, you know, done some he could have been able to maybe do some volunteer work around, you know, uh, around town to kind of, you sure. know, understand these things. And But just nobody wanted to do this. It was just everybody just either wanted to pick on him or they wanted to give him every opportunity. And to me, I was like, that just seems so conflicting within my brain to just have those, you know, those, those, I guess, or crests and troughs. Yeah. If you're a uh, physicist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this kid's a sine wave. This, is <laughs> this kid's a mess great. is what he is. He's a fucking mess. He's going to be like, now he's probably what? He's probably 30 years old. Yeah. And, and Cosmo and Cosmo and Wander just coaxing him down from a water tower with a sniper rifle. Holy shit! I mean, this kid's got a fucked up upbringing, man. I mean, we just we just explain how crazy this shit is. I feel like if I would have been raised by fairy godparents, uh, I don't know. I don't know how it would have turned out. We don't know how Timmy turns out. I don't think there's like a. We get to see Timmy as an adult, spoiler alert, but I don't think we ever get to see Timmy technically like grown up, which kind of plays into this whole this whole sort of like morals and lessons and be careful what you wish for kind of thing. But at the same time, yeah, to your point, it's be careful what you wish for, but it's also like you're stuck with your current lot in life. So you're yeah. kind of stuck between two <laughs> shitty options and neither one of them is great. So good luck being normal, kid. Good luck growing up healthy with a well-rounded disposition. It ain't happening. Uh, speaking of well-rounded, I don't know what that has to do with this next comment, but let's talk Ooh. about the theme song. Ooh, we, think of, second we, weekend, and we're in a strong segues. Strong segue mode. 2018, we are just batting a thousand already, guys. Yikes. Theme song. Theme song. What can I say about a theme song that has a big band with horns that I haven't already said for any other show that we've watched that has a big band with horns? I love it. I love big band and horns. Uh, the music behind this was uh, very catchy, except... Yeah. The music behind this was very catchy because of when 
because of them saying odd parents, fairly odd parents over and over and over again. That's, I think, the only portion of it that really sticks in my brain. Yeah. Uh, I, I probably don't remember any of the other lyrics. No. With the Except exception. The yeah. They do a bit of a roll call, which is nice. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, I feel like ultimately it does a really good job of showing you how spastic the energy is going to be for this show. I truly feel that this was a cartoon created by people with a short attention span yes. for people with a short attention span. Exactly. And I, I, I'm glad to see that that energy translated very well from the actual theme song into the episode itself. It actually fit, uh, the, the whole energy you're talking about kind of fit really well with what we talked about last week, SpongeBob SquarePants. They came out around the same time. So it was, a, it was sort of this transition from uh, the traditional 90s cartoons into the kind of more, even more bonkers and frenetic and energetic and chaotic cartoons of the early 2000s, uh, which we kind of see. And that eventually paved its way into things like Adventure Time and Non Sequiturs with, with uh, all that kind of ilk too, which we'll get to <laughs> at some point down the road. <laughs> but it's interesting to watch that kind of transition over the years as things get shorter and shorter chunks get shorter and shorter uh, the plots get more and more manic and the characters just get more and more chaotic and random and insane and powerful too because they can kind of do anything they're just like right. chaotic creatures that can do anything at any time it just depends on what serves the plot at this point it makes me think of like jake in future episodes of like adventure time where he's just like i'm gonna be an inner tube now and now i'm a giant dog and now i shrink down and i fit in your pocket and i don't show up for an entire episode just like he just kind of does whatever he wants whenever he wants or whatever suits the story so these guys kind of provide the same thing which is fun but it's also just like it, it takes those shackles off of any storytelling you can do whatever you want whenever you want so it, it's an interesting approach i don't know what that has to do with the theme song second terrible segue but uh i like this theme song as well because it was good and jazzy it reminded you of the title and it gave you a little roll call and an introduction for the main characters. It, it did its job. I thought it was just fine. Do you want to tell us about this little roll call? I mean, it wasn't much of one except just saying like they introduced like here's Timmy Turner and then one day he gets his uh, his fairly odd parents, which I say over and over again. <laughs> did they did they mention Cosmo and Wanda, which are the names of the fairly odd parents in the theme song? So it's interesting because they don't mention them by name. Mm-hmm. Uh they, ha- they say, Wanda says wands and wings, and Cosmo says floaty, crowny things, and yep. indicates these little crowns above their head uh, that are sort of just always with them and just hover just gently above their, their hair, yep. which is kind of fun. Yeah, so nice you, really, you really only ever get Vicky, Mom, Dad, and Timmy who get mentioned right. properly in the theme song, along with a laundry list of just nonsense words. I like that. And phrases, I did as well. And I, I, I'll be honest with you, I mentioned to friend of the show, Melanie Harker, that I was, we, we were, wa- I mentioned to friend of the show, Melanie Harker, that we were reviewing this cartoon tonight. And she had, I want to say maybe 65% of the craziness that was in here. And she yeah. sort of, yeah. It, and for anybody who is, is interested, they have this entire section of the theme song that is dedicated towards just showing how quickly these magic powers from Wanda and Cosmo can change Timmy and or the world around him. And so they say, really odd, pea pod, buff bod, hot rod, obtuse, rubber goose, green moose, guava juice, 
giant snake, birthday cake, large fry, chocolate shake. And they're just like quick rapid fire things where they keep changing into those things as they're saying them. Just for fun. Yeah. Just to like show off their powers and just to like have fun with it. And just to be wacky and kind of have that like freakazoid level of just like non sequitur. You don't know what's coming next. It may rhyme. It may not. It may be connected. It may not at all. But it's just a fun visual gag too. Yeah. I will say my favorite gag that they do is at the very, very end where Vicky comes out and says, yeah, right. And then there's a sound of the wand from either Cos- Cosmo or Wanda, and it just goes, bop, and Vicky's face turns into a toilet. Yeah. <laughs> that was a real strange gag at the end. but <laughs> It was a, a very weird It was a very weird way that had, because like, it, it seems like, this cartoon has the ability to stay away from potty humor and do all these other crazy fairy things that they want to. And instead they're just like, Nope, we're going to sneak in a little poop joke right at the end of the theme song. And you're like, yeah. I don't know that that's necessary, but I'll allow it. I'll, I'll allow, allow it. it. I'll, like I'll it. allow it. Take that Vicky. Yeah. You toilet yeah. face. Toilet face Vicky. Speaking of toilet face, uh, the anime, we've kind of touched on the animation style just in like the zaniness of how things look and how quickly they change and how free and creative and and energetic this show is. But let's talk about the animation style from a more kind of like basic standpoint. Like what do these characters look like? What about them stands out as just character designs by themselves before turning into guava juice and candy canes and all that stuff? I'd say for me, the, the biggest selling point about the animation for fairly odd parents is the color choice. Yeah. There are a lot, a lot of really unique color choice from Wanda and Cosmo's hair mm-hmm. to just the very simple design of Timmy Turner, but there's small accents like his hat uh, being like a slightly different color from like what his shirt is uh, that's even referenced in the episode. So there's just a lot of detail that's put into this show that still has these really, really thick black oh accent lines I was around all the characters. This is, like, this is like the darkest, biggest, thickest lines Oof. I think we've ever seen on anything. It looks like you take like the wide set permanent marker and just drag it along the outline of every piece of these characters. It's fine. It stands them out quite a bit. Uh, it's, it's a choice for sure. But man, yeah, <laughs> it's like... These things, like if you actually, if you've ever used like the old fashioned permanent markers, like these drawings would stink by the end of it because those things are so like noxious. There's so much of that black ink on the page. Uh, yeah, that was an interesting choice. It, it kind of made them look flat though, right? It, like, did. it did. They didn't look like they were three-dimensional characters. They they quite literally looked as flat as possible on the page. Their faces, when they, they would turn, probably shouldn't turn away from the mic when I do that, but their faces, <laughs> when they turned profile, they looked super flat. Like they didn't have any shadow in their face. They didn't yeah. have any depth to them. And I think it was by design. Mostly I because of these thick outlines. That was the one thing that was very curious for me was that to have such interesting color choices, yeah. they really didn't do very much in terms of shading. Oh, not at all. And, and, and that, I guess, was surprising because I, I, I had to actually go back and re-watch part of the episode that we, we watched for tonight just to see if that was actually the case for everything. Now, it seemed yeah. like there were certain moments where they added shading, but those that shading didn't have that thick outline. Like it could be background detail mm-hmm. that was in there that would have shading. But for the characters themselves, like you're hundred percent right. You know, they were just very two dimensional kind of slapped on there. I will say that the, you know, it didn't detract from my enjoyment no. of the cartoon. And I would say that 
these clear black lines that are around, like none of it looked kind of like chalk zone janky. <laughs> yeah, and, they were they and, were solid and, and like consistent. Right. Throughout. Or or like home movies scribble vision. Like no. these were all very clean, kind of crisp, just to kind of make or accentuate the the character design itself. Uh I, I didn't hate it. It was it was interesting. I, I feel like it's pretty unique. Like we didn't see that last week with SpongeBob. Like SpongeBob had the ability to kind of allow himself to, in some cases, like blend into his surroundings, <laughs> right. which was fun, you know. Uh, but this was like this was very. It felt very two D, which wasn't bad. Yeah. Let me ask you this: the the character design for like the kids and the fairly odd parents versus the adults uh, or some of the older and bigger characters in this show. So. If you haven't seen this, go, you know, Google it, check it out. But essentially, like, Timmy, any of the really young characters, their head is probably at least half their body, like half their total size, right? So they have a fairly big head, super tiny little body, so their head is half of their total height. As you hit a certain, like, teenage or even, like, slightly older age, your body kind of, like, starts, the proportions (laughs) kind of start to make a little more sense. But then you lose your neck. Nobody has a neck anymore. Yeah. You're yeah. just like a head that either flows straight into your shoulders that are as wide as your head, or you're built like a like a comic book superhero where your shoulders are like <laughs> six times as wide as your head. It was a really strange choice, especially for like the parents and then some interesting characters who we'll talk about in a bit. But what do you think about the design of the characters themselves? I think the only quote unquote adult character that had a neck was Vicky. Yeah. And she and was she's the babysitter, so we don't know, you know, she's teenager probably, so she's kind of in between so she may not have grown out of her neck yet yeah her neck did not thicken to full adult width right right that's how you know in this universe that you are an adult you turn 18 once your neck thickens to the the width of your torso you are an adult (laughs) i never want to live in this world now it's it is weird to have such younger characters with such giant heads uh and, and we'll talk about it a little bit more in a second with sort of some of these supporting characters that we have, like uh, Chester McBadbat. I didn't know who, that was his last name. Yeah. Uh, who's actually, did you know who he's voiced by? Is that Frankie Munoz? It's, yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I, the second I heard the voice, I don't know why Malcolm the Middle's voice is so damn well, unique, but I was like, yeah, there, there he is. He's oh, right there. Frankie. Just to have these kids' characters with such bulbous heads you really wonder, like, is this whole universe, like, are all these kids just growing into the the rest of their their body catching up with their head? I, it's, I didn't think it was off-putting. I thought it was cool because the focus of this cartoon primarily is the children yes. and sort of what they're doing, as well as, you know, you, you look at the, the design of Cosmo and Wanda. They've got larger heads as well. Like their yeah, head they're, they're is the entire childlike. size of their body. Yes, they're very like childlike, it, but the it's it's only like their dialogue that distinguishes them as like sort of parental, but not really because they're super irresponsible. But uh, their design is much like the kids, and it's not just Timmy. Timmy's not just like a one-off. There's there's what Chester and AJ, AJ, and some other younger kids who may or may not be named, who are like with Timmy in the playground, and they're all they all kind of look the same. I could I would compare it to sort of like the South Park characters you know and love versus the like what the fifth graders or sixth graders or whoever's above them is kind of like the bullies they have a bit of a different design a different look to them um it's kind of like that i don't know what the progression is in this show but it was different one thing i really do like about the design uh and animation style on this is that it lets the fairly odd parents change into anything at will at any time so for the most part they're in their human like forms 
but they change into everything at random from fish in a bowl to a palm tree in a bush to like anything they want. They always keep their color. So they always have kind of like a mint green and a kind of a bright pink. Uh, they always keep their color and they keep their faces on whatever <laughs> they happen to be, but they can change into pretty much anything, which I think I thought was neat. Two, uh, two quick mentions. We've seen this before in a number of series uh, in SpongeBob SquarePants and obviously in Ren and Stimpy of a very realistic close-up, like like zoom in. Oh, something. those punch-ins. Those punch-ins are, punch are always interesting. So we get that in here. Uh, we also get a, a sort of a dream sequence, a wish fulfillment sequence where the main character kind of like gets to turn into an adult and gets to be kind of like super heroic. And that took on a different kind of animation style. It was almost right. like comic booky superhero kind of like style to it. So that was an, a neat shift. Yeah. And I, I think the the dream sequence that you're referencing, mm-hmm. I think that Timmy Turner had a neck. He did, but it was one of those like 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 power it lifter slu- necks it where like it like comes down from right your earlobes okay. and goes into your shoulders. Yeah. Cause he was very much just like just like this massive dude. And that was his like idealized version <laughs> of an adult. Um <laughs> for other brief changes in animation style, there was a matrix sequence that's right that was which if very you made a show if you made a show like late 90s early 2000s everything produced had to have a matrix bullet time sequence it was the law <sighs> it was written into the law had to have it the only reason i bring it up is because it was a it was a change it actually added depth and 3d and sort of like cgness uh to the sequence so it stood right. out to me all right bro character time yeah let's get into these characters who do you got uh, so we've talked about Cosmo and Wanda, and yep. we've talked about the the green and sort of the pink hair, the floaty crowns, the the body proportion of half of their body is the head, and the other half is their actual body. Yeah. Anything else that we have? I mean, they're like we've said, they're they're kind of whimsical. They're a little bit silly. They're not great parents. No, they're awful. Yeah, they're sort of like the fun aunt, like a fun uncle. Yeah, yeah. Godparents. Yeah, they don't really care. They're the ones that'll like. Fill you full of pixie sticks, shake you up, and then send you back home to your parents. And be like, yeah, exactly. they're Let gonna, you they're gonna, on the road. They're going to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the only thing I'd say about them is Cosmo seems a little ditzier and Wanda seems a little more together. Mm-hmm. That's Accurate. kind of like their personality differences. Cosmo will just kind of like say, and, and obviously Cosmo's the, the male version here. He just kind of like will say like non sequiturs. He'll add like funny little tags to make something that somebody said into a joke. Even if that joke is only for him, like if nobody else really laughs at, he's kind of it's kind of like dad jokes a little bit. Yeah, but he'll also just be like, "I have an idea," and Wanda will then like take out a notepad and write down like November twenty eighth. <laughs> Cosmo finally had an idea, so it's kind right. of that 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 uh, balance between the two. But other than that, they're both pretty terrible parents. Yeah, right. And I'm glad that they played the dynamic with Cosmo being a little bit more ditzy. Yes. Uh, you know they. I'm glad that they both didn't end up ditzy and I'm glad that they also both didn't end up very highly intelligent. Right. I think that the way that they present this dynamic between the two of them, I think is, is, is very endearing mm-hmm. and it's, it's very fun. And you can see that they honestly do care about one another and, uh, Tim. and Timmy. And so it, it's, it's sort of nice to see that weird, strange family unit and sort of what they get into next. Yeah, and we already kind of talked about Timmy. He's this 10-year-old kid. <clears throat> I don't really know how smart he is, how creative he is, but he's kind of neglected by his parents. I don't really know what his 
friendships are like because the kids that show up in this second part of this episode, I don't 100% know if they're like really friends or if they're just kind of jerks who go to school with him. But Timmy's got some issues, right? So his outlet is to go through these fair, uh, the fairy godparents and just have any wish that he wants. But he's also tormented by Vicky the babysitter, who she reminded me a lot of like Angelica from uh, Rugrats. Sure. And, you know, just babysitter stereotypes. That's pretty much it. She kind of was yeah. a one-note character. <laughs> She's just like an antagonist for each episode. You know, the mom and dad that we see in oh, this, man. We, we see very briefly... Uh, they really the dad looks don't... like a penis in a shirt <laughs> by the way yeah yeah he looks like a penis in a shirt yeah. uh, they don't really seem to care about Timmy very much which is alarming yeah at best so uh, I, I don't know how else to, to really kind of get in or describe them other than They're they are like very laissez-faire parents and, yeah just yeah. doing their own thing I mean he's their only kid and I'm not saying that if you have one kid that you should you should baby that kid or, or really take notice they seem to just have their own personal set of goals and life things that they want to go do and timmy yeah. is just more of a, an inconvenience and they're going to go off and do that i i i'll be honest with you that entire sequence that they had that we'll get into about the pronoun joke i could have a hundred percent done without that i even like was was following it i'm just like that you didn't even say a pronoun like yeah why, yeah what, I don't, why would you why the, is this a joke there, I think, there, I mean, it's again, we watched the first episode, so things are going to shake out and like even out over the course of time. So if you guys are listening and you're like, no, his parents are fine, they're just, or if they turn into like completely psych, psychotic folk, let us know that too. We get it. It's the longest running fantasy animated oh. show on Nickelodeon. God, God. Guys, we got it. Please. Oh, please. Well, we'll keep watching it. <laughs> but yeah, it's you know, wow. why'd you go? You went all <laughs> like, I went Buffalo, all, like Bill, Buffalo Bill on that. Ooh, uh, that's what I want. I want a Fairly Odd Parents mm-hmm. Silence of the Lambs mashup. I, I, I want like a Silence gonna get, of the Lambs We're going to get an email about it. There has to be one out there, and Please. somebody's going to let us know what it was after 16 years. Um, one more, one last note on the parents. It just seems like they're they're done with Timmy. It seems like they're like, we got yeah. you to age 10. You're on your own from here on out, baby bird. Like, yeah. time for you to fly. <laughs> we want our lives back. You're you're out of the nest, but also somebody's gonna come into the nest and babysit you while you're in the nest. Yeah, so you're such really a not out of the nest. Yeah, it's pretty strange. Nest. Uh, pretty strange. Let's get into that. Uh, we this... should also mention that uh, this week's episode is sponsored by Google Nest. Uh, Google Nest for all your thermostat needs. We are not at all. Please sponsor us. Google. I don't even know that that was a thing, but please do. Yeah. Please oh, it's us. like their smart thermostat. I will know that it's a thing now. Oh, there we go. Thanks, Google. Thanks, Google. The more uh, you I, Google. Yeah. The, la- the last thing I want to say is yeah. Timmy Turner. Who, uh, do you know who voiced Timmy Turner? The incomparable Tara Strong. I know, right? So Tara Strong, you may know her better as... Harla Quinn, um, or some of the characters from uh, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. Mm-hmm. Powerpuff uh, Girls. Yep. Powerpuff Girls. So many different cartoons. She is Timmy Turner in this. That's right. A male character voiced by a female. You've been Nancy Cartwrighted. That's right. What I love about it is like I was listening to Timmy speaking and just being like, that's got to be rough on her voice because he's got a little kind of like yeah. not gravel, but he's got a little like bit of roughness to it that I'm just like, ah. I don't know how she does that and like keeps that up, but it's just like this little grind to it. I don't know, but it's impressive. It's impressive. Uh, We will see if this first episode is impressive by the time we get to the end of it. But (laughs) the cool thing is it is split into two sections. So the first section is titled 
the big problem. And I appreciate the pun right off the bat, even though it doesn't make sense until you get into the episode. So what is Timmy's issue in this uh, mini episode? Uh, so this is, a, he's continually bullied, uh, beat up by everybody from uh, bullies that are taking his hat that he yep. has on his head to football tryouts where they <laughs> literally use him as the football. Which I like. Where he, where he gets spiked. And all of this culminates with him returning home and having his parents leave to go see a movie. And Vicky comes in and just continues to berate and belittle him at all costs. And then it was bad enough like he was getting, basically the, the running theme through this is that people are calling him twerp, little guy, short stuff. Uh, you're too young for this. You're too small for that. You're too short for this or that. That's kind of the main running thing here. So uh, before we get into how the godparents play into it, here's our first introduction to Vicky. And I really like the way that they introduced her because it wasn't just like the babysitter's here. It was like, oh shit, the babysitter's here. Like just shit's about to get real. Like yeah. there were things in the environment that like, it was like a portent of doom. Like there was, there was just like this, <laughs> the herald of the end just kind of arrives. I thought that was, I thought that was fun and clever and an interesting way of introducing the babysitter as not a fun character, not an ally whatsoever. I mean, even from the framing of the shot where she's sort of coming in and it looks like it could be from uh, like a slasher film yeah. with sort of the villain like kind of entering through the door and that long shot that's like yeah. from down looking up at the door to like, give it like a much broader perspective and angle. Like, ah, you're just like, this person seems like a real piece of shit. Yeah, like you might as well have like lightning crashing. It reminds me of the Simpsons episode with the babysitter, the babysitter bandit. Oh, yeah. It wow. Very similar to kind of like that setup. So. We know right off the bat, and if you listen to the theme song, Vicky's bad news. And her first thing when her parent, when uh, Timmy's parents head out the door <laughs> to go to uh, an older rated movie, we don't 100% know what they're watching. Well, I mean, you do because of pronouns, Dave. Oh, God. You want to get into it? <laughs> I don't want to, other than the fact to say that they made a pronoun joke for a minute that was not funny. It was unnecessary. And by the end of it, I was like, I... Oh. I don't, I don't care. I yeah. don't like move on to the next thing, please. And they do everything. Yeah. Thankfully. And they did. They got out of there. <laughs> they left. They left their child home alone with this evil babysitter who immediately tries to put Timmy to sleep. <laughs> and it's 604. 604. Yeah. 604 uh, PM. But not on the East coast. Yeah. Not on the East coast though. It is 904. <laughs> so what was, this what is was the cute this about the, that? Yeah. I was going to say, this is the terrible justification that Vicky uses for all of this, which is just trash. What was cute about that was that they go from that scene to the bedroom clock changing over to 605 and Cosmo is looking down at it and he's like, now it's 905 on the East Coast. He just has little lines like that that kind of connect the, the scenes, but are just like so silly and just not connected to anything else that it, it adds some humor to it. So that was kind of fun. But we did learn that Vicky, pretty much all she wanted to do is just like watch TV. That'll play into the next section of this episode. But for the meantime, Timmy's Ooh. hung up. Ooh, yeah. That's right. What's up with this next episode? But What's Timmy, up with this next part of this episode? Hold on, you're going to have to wait. But right now, Timmy's hung up on the fact that he's too small, he's too young, and he can't do anything. So he wants to be a grown-up. So what better way to do that than to ask for a wish from your fairy godparents who did not think this through? Here's where that dream sequence came in, though, right? So what did what did he want to do? What did he think? What was his ideal version of an adult? Like, what could he do as an adult that he can't do as ten year old Timmy? Uh, As as an adult, he was this very I'll say this jacked and chiseled, unbelievable, just 
you know, perfect chin. He is just uh, the the pinnacle of an Adonis walking around. And he thought that he could do all these cool things like help an old lady across the street. I'm like, sure. that seems like a thing that maybe <laughs> you could do that at any time. You don't need to be yeah, jacked. Like really do that whenever. Yeah, I'm like a lumpy. I'm like three Domino's pizzas just kind of tossed on a human. Like I could do that anytime I want. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I agreed with the second half of it, not so much the first half, but I just want a Domino's pizza. Oh, do you? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'm gonna mail not you one. Really. We'll see if it's there by the end of the episode. Um, mail you one? I'm gonna mail order you one pizza? for delivery. I'm not gonna yeah, yeah. mail you a pizza. Instead I don't of know a pizza tracker, works, it's just a, the code from like the UPS store. You're just like, well, pizza will be there. I, I guess it'll be there in three can five you, days. Can you go to USPS, get one of the large boxes, and mm-hmm. fold it? And they're just like, look. If it fits, it ships. Yeah, I'm gonna and get it's a, a whole pizza. It ships. Yep. Perfect. It's folded it. up. Now it's a calzone. <laughs> you gonna get it. So, oh, yeah. Calzones. calzones. So okay, he wants to help little old ladies across the street. He wants to to take out bullies. He wants to do away with babysitters. These are like the things that bug him in his life, and he wants to get away from it. So lo and behold, the fairy godparents are just like, "You're an adult now." His adult version in reality is not quite what he thought it would be in his fantasy world. So what's what's up with adult Timmy? Adult Timmy looks like he's either from the Jersey Shore or yes. he's a rejected mob villain. I, I'd say both. wearing I think pink he's from the Jersey Shore reunion show in like 2040. But like, but like really comfy. He looks really comfy. He's very in comfortable that, in that in pink velour. track outfit. <laughs> Like he just looked unbelievably comfy, and I'm jealous. I mean, that that looks great, except for the fact yeah, but the that the rest of him's not doing so hot. Yeah, uh, clothes he's, don't he's fit now right. Got, he's now got like adult body, right? Where he looks, yeah, like no a, neck, a, a small penis, and a yeah, in a tra- in a velour tracksuit, in a velour tracksuit, a pink, a velour. small a small penis in a velour tracksuit. That's probably a comfy penis. <laughs> it's the most comfortable a penis can get wearing clothes. Uh, <laughs> We I'll tried to do to one clean show in 2018. No, I did. That was out happen. of its. No, forget it. That was out <laughs> long time ago, minutes upon minutes ago. So Timmy's wish grant, wish fulfillment, is not what he thought it was going to be. But he still tries to do all those things that he wanted to anyway. So right, so he tries to escort an old lady across the street, and he gets maced in the face for his trouble <laughs> because he's this creepy ass looking dude with like weird chest and back hair, and he's bald on top of his head. And, and old ladies don't—they uh, don't take kindly to that. It's—it's it's only cute if you're either an Adonis or a little, a little young kid. Yeah. This is again always playing into the trope that if you are ugly, you are yeah. clearly the villain, which yeah. is a terrible lesson to learn in your subconscious. I mean, it's for jokes. It's fine in this episode because it's playing against Timmy's expectations, so it's like fine. But yeah, they turn him into a real troll-looking old dude. <laughs> so it's kind of unfortunate. This is where we get that zoom in on like a pseudo realistic still frame when they zoom in on his his like back hair Ugh. with a bunch of like acne and stuff. So it's, uh, yeah, it's kind it was, of that. it was bad. Yeah, it was, it was not. Bad. It was not good. It was a, it was a punch in that it wasn't as crusty and as dirty as let's say a a Ren and Stimpy, uh, John Craig Falusi punch in. Right. But this punch in is just it, it it's it's gross for just the sake of being gross and you're yeah. just like mm. I mean they I feel the like idea, when, but they missed the execution yeah, I yeah. feel like with the Ren and Stimpy punch-ins it was to prove a point you know like yeah. you'd see somebody and they'd be like 
you know, like, oh, you know, Ren, are you sick? And then it's just the punch in of just him like decrepit and dying. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, well, oh, question I guess answered. He's, uh, not feeling great. Yeah. Yeah. Question answered in a visual manner. Like, yeah. thank you. I appreciate it. But for this, it was just like, no, 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 we're just going to get real filthy. Yeah. And then, so Timmy's adventures as an adult continue. He basically tries to see a grown up movie. That ends up awkward because not only does he see people kissing on screen, he sees his own parents kissing in the theater in front of him. So that does not end well for his psyche. He also tries to shave. That doesn't end well because he carves his face all up. And he just tries to go out to eat at like a fancy restaurant. And turns out just because you're an adult doesn't mean that you have a job. You may not even have finished college. <laughs> that They slipped that was... a weird little joke in there between the waiter and, uh, and Tim. Yeah, that was, that was a weird, awkward moment to have. I mean, I get it. I get yeah. the joke. Like, I'm fine with it. Yeah. It, it just was one of those things where, you know, they, they reinforce the fact that, like, the only way to be successful in life is to go to college and to finish that. And, I mean, I'm not saying that it's, I'm not saying that it, 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 good things can't happen. I mean, there's there's pros and cons of eat for both. and But it was one of those things where they make the waiter cry. Yeah. But it was the waiter's own fault. So Timmy gets a bill, like, $265 for his food, which, what the hell was he eating, by the way, by himself? But. And then the waiter says, like, well, you should have finished college. And then I think Timmy asks, he's like, did you? And the yeah, waiter just, just breaks down crying. He's like, no, that's why I'm working this shitty job. He just slaps back. Now, like, the whole idea is, like, this this town is, like, relatively, it's on the West Coast. Yeah. Um, You know, and it seems to be near, like, a city. Are they yeah. hinting towards this, is like, in Hollywood? Or I like don't know out? if it's supposed to be Hollywood or San Francisco, maybe. Um, but it is California, obviously, because it's Dimsdale, California. Yeah. Um, I don't know. One of the two. Yeah. But either way, it's expensive as hell for a kid masquerading as a gross adult. So they do, you know, they have the, the typical kind of trope of like Timmy having to wash dishes to pay for his bill, which eventually leads to his realization where he's like, you know what? Being an adult is not as cracked up as I thought it would be or whatever that phrase is. So he's like, hey, Fairly odd parents. Uh, I want to be a kid again. And they're like, well, here's the problem. We can't grant you wishes unless you are a kid. So you've kind of catch 22 would yourself into the situation. And we'll hang out with you for a bit. But honestly, like, there's not much we can do. Uh, how do they resolve this whole thing? And where do we get our another kind of funky little character who comes in? Oh, a funky character. Yeah, a little funky little guy. He's like a fairy oh. telegram yeah, deliverer. Yeah, sort of a... Yeah. a Oh man, uh, a like a valet, like a fairy valet. It kind of. He's more just like a like a, a not a concierge, but uh, if you were to order a fairy Domino's pizza, he would be the one who would deliver it to you. Ooh, I'm getting really excited, and I like that you're calling back to my previous joke about getting a pizza. So this dude shows up, and he basically tells uh, Cosmo and Wanda, like, "Hey, you're getting new jobs because you already brought this kid up out of childhood. Right. He's an adult. He doesn't need you anymore." So you're going to be reassigned to this little terror uh, of a child named, I don't even know what his name was, Mac yeah, or something. something. He's just cutting off superhero uh, action figure heads. Yeah. He was like the the antagonist from uh, the original Toy Story, Sid. <laughs> yeah. He's basically that kid. So how are we going to solve this? What's the what's the solution here? Well, I mean, he Timmy has to act like he is a kid at some hmm. point. So he has to. So be like a child and, at heart. Right. Yeah, he has, to, he has to be a child at heart, and, and Wanda is measuring this by, like, it looks like a mercury thermometer that she's <laughs> yeah. been putting in his ear that has, like, kid, adult, and then it has another gauge that's, like, even more of an adult. And, yeah. and I guess Timmy, through what he's doing, 
and sort of him trying to recapture some of that childlike magic. He's progressively becoming like more adultish or older as this is going on because he, he's mini golfing and his his back aches. Yeah. And so they're just like, Ugh, like you're you're getting worse as an adult right now. Like you're you're not looking too hot. Yeah. So I love uh, that he also uh, in his attempts to live his dreams as an adult, mm-hmm. he tried to pick on the bully who was pick on the other kids, picking on the other yeah. kids. That ended up with the bully smartly like crying and throwing a tantrum, which attracted the attention of cops who just happened to be wandering by. <laughs> so long story short, after a bit of a chase throughout the, the episode, Timmy gets locked up. So adult Timmy is now in adult prison and things are not looking good. Right. And we, sh- we should mention this entire time that this has been going on, we have no frame of reference for the amount of time that the movie has taken for his parents right. or anything else that's going on except to note that Vicky is now ultra concerned that she cannot find Timmy and that he's nowhere to be found. And so she puts a, a basketball in the bed with sort of a hat on it. And his parents, again, neglectful as hell, yeah. don't really seem to take notice. They don't really seem to care. Uh, they're, they're fine with it. In fact, they even make mention and call back to the fact that just like, oh, well, we know Timmy's okay because his babysitter, Vicky, brought him to school today. Yeah, and they're just clearly like, like a head-shaped object in the bed, so he's probably fine. Yeah, and... All the while, Vicky has what looks like a thousand flyers printed out. It's like, have you seen this twerp? Again, just calling back at like his short stature and his short nature. And so she goes down to the police department to file a formal complaint in a missing persons. At this time, uh, our our little concierge, our little Domino's pizza delivery fairy has now officially said, like, time's up. Like, Wanda, Cosmo, you guys have to go deal with Sid from Toy Story right now. So let's let's wrap this up. You got to you got to go. And this is the final moment where Timmy just breaks down and just begins to bawl. Just throws a tantrum. Throws a little tantrum. Just says he wants his he wants his mom and he wants his dad just like a little kid. Just like a little kid. So guess so, what? Wish granted. Poof. Timmy's bam. a kid again. And then the cops like him all of a sudden. They're just like Police is no, or police. Jail is no place for kids. Let's get you out of here. Police is no jail for cops. Well, <laughs> so eventually they bust Timmy out and everything's fine. Um, and I mean, that was pretty much it. Anything else from the episode that you thought was interesting? No, no. We've got, uh, we've got one more. The, uh, the next uh, 10, 11 minute episode that we have is called Power Mad. Oh, real quick. I just, I'm sorry. I did oh. want to say two, two brief notes from that previous uh, mini episode. One, as an adult, Timmy tries to just go back home and he sees Vicky and she just immediately assaults him and kicks him out of the house because he just looks like a creepy pervert who just walked into their house. That was funny. And then (laughs) at the very end of the episode, Timmy's getting picked on again uh, by Francis, the bully. Uh, But he is now starting to tradition into adulthood and Timmy actually presents him with a gift of like a razor and shaving cream and uh, cologne. And you hear him shaving off screen and then just like cutting his face and screaming, which was a little strange, but an interesting kind of add on at the end there. I don't understand why so many kids or so many cartoons continue to hint at the joke of thinking like, hey, shaving is going to be so much fun. Yeah. Guys, I don't shave at all. I mean, I trim this beard, trim, trim this luscious beard that I have going on right now, but like, I'm not going to shave this whole thing off. Shaving sucks. It hurts like worst. a bitch. It's irritating. I mean, it can, you know, unless you're like real cool and you go get a professional shave. No, F that noise. Yeah. Well, 
there's, just, there's I, just, certain... I just generally rub an electric razor around the general <laughs> face region and hope that it gets 90% of the issue done. I will say, though, if you ever have the opportunity, do yourself the luxury of going and having a hot shave by somebody else. With a straight pamper, razor. Pamper yourself, Dave. It is wonderful. With a straight razor. Yeah. Nope. That'll be the way I die. Turn into All a right. meat pie. I'm not going to Sweeney Todd I know. I'm not Sweeney Todd my way out of 2018. <laughs> Maybe next year. <laughs> 2019, Sweeney Todd right out of existence. I would make a delicious meat pie, though. All right. So, oh, boy. All right. Next Power episode, Mad. Power Mad. Next episode, Power Did Mad. Did you have fun with this one? Uh, yeah. I had fun with this because I was a, a big, I, I'm still a big gamer. I still love video games still play games all the time. I played them a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of my relationships with people who were in my neighborhood were based on and defined by the games that we were playing at exactly. that time. Yeah. So sort of the comment that you had earlier about, you know, are these kids really his friends? Like, I mean, I had a lot of friends that were just like, I only want to come over because I want to play Star Fox right now. And sure. I'm like, yeah, let's do that. I, I don't get have a problem it. That's with what it. we do as kids. Yeah. Yeah. I have no qualms about understanding what my connection with you is. <laughs> well, then let me ask you this. Uh, the premise of this one is essentially that like Timmy is playing a virtual reality game that the fairly odd parents have set up for him, but it's just full of bunnies and weird carrots and it's not really interesting enough or challenging enough right. for him. So he challenges them to come up with a game that is really tough to beat and that he can't just wish himself out of. Right. So that opens up a whole new host of issues. But my question for you is, his buddies, Chester and AJ, show up. Right. They see that Timmy has a new game. Well, how do they see that he has a new game? Well, okay, so they see that he has a new game because the odd parents have to like combine their powers and pull a bunch of electricity in order to generate this new video game and to power it. So the entire like neighborhood is basically experiencing power surges at this point. And most There's of like it a is, rolling brownout. Yeah, rolling brownout. Like... It's all emanating from uh, Timmy's house. So the kids <laughs> walk by and they see it and they're like, oh, Timmy got a new video game, so they just break into the house, presumably. <laughs> but here's here's my question for you: Are they friends? And give me evidence why or why not. I I think that they are yeah. friends. I think that they are genuinely friends. Uh, you know they they have an understanding. There's an acceptance. They might not be really good friends. I get the feeling like maybe AJ and Chester are friends, and they sort of come over and hang out with Timmy because of maybe circumstance, games, uh, scenarios. Maybe the same bully picks on the both of them. And, you know, you, you get a little bit more into that, possibly further into the, the actual show itself. Uh, but right, off the, right out of the gate, it doesn't seem like they're really good friends. But, but they, are friend, they are friendly. Friendly enough for video game access. Sure. Why do they know Timmy's bathroom break schedule? I don't know, man. That was weird because the whole comment that I think it was AJ uh, was saying about him having like a 613 bathroom time. Which explains why he wasn't in the room when they showed up. Yeah. Right. And then Chester says something about like, oh, I thought he would be like a, a 647 guy yeah. and then calls him the Wizenator. Yeah, I don't know. It's either kids being weird or some sort of like in joke from the creative team. It's probably yeah. the latter. It's probably like, Butch Hartman takes a piss break at 613 every night. And it's like, uh, okay. Man, if, you're, sure. if your prostate's working like that on, on a clock, that's hey, amazing. Good for you. Yeah, fantastic. Good for you. Uh, but yeah, it, it, again, it's it sort of, I feel like they know those times and those schedules because on some level they care, but at some point they're also taking advantage yes. of the fact that because they understand what that schedule is. So they kind of are what digging. Do they do? 
because they they immediately they run into the house that again <laughs> yeah. parents not there they are okay. gone vicky is babysitting yep. so they break into the house because it doesn't seem like they've gone past vicky at all because she's such a bully and they seem to be unfazed by the time they get to timmy's room yeah and they immediately, without waiting for him, don these virtual reality helmets, which put them in sort of like a weird game that's a cross between Tron and the Matrix. Yeah, which, I mean, normally that'd be fine, right? You come you come back from a bathroom break and your friends from the neighborhood are like playing your video game. You'd be like, all right, that was a little weird. But I mean, I guess, cool guys, thanks for showing up. Let's hang out. I, yeah. I don't know. That's fine. What's the problem here, though, is that the Fairly Odd Parents have created a very very dangerous game that if you die within the game or if the power happens to go out or the game happens to turn off or get reset they're dead so they're essentially killing like the children of the neighborhood because they are playing this game and that was this was at timmy's request so timmy has to go into this game in order to save both of his question mark friends uh and see see what he can do to get them out meanwhile the odd parents have to keep vicky from overloading uh, the the power outlets in the house with all of her gadgets, which was a funny little sequence, and it led to a really interesting kind of uh, montage for the odd parents. Um, what yeah, what do you have from that? Because there were some fun moments so, in that, right? So I have they they do uh, during the montage they do a callback to the well, I Love Lucy show. Let, oh, let's back ahead. up for one second. Let me set this up a little bit. So yeah. essentially, they unplug everything that Vicky had just plugged in. A TV, a VCR, a DVD player, a surround stereo, sound, surround sound, everything. And to prevent it from overloading the house and killing the children in the video game, they put on their own show and pretend that it's a live TV show. So Correct. if Vicky's changing the changing the channels, they will just change the program that they're performing. So go ahead. So they they have a homage to I Love Lucy mm-hmm. with the uh, I Love Wanda show. They have a uh, like a nice. Uh, obligatory news reference right. where Wanda sort of tosses it over to tosses it over to Cosmo with the weather and he's holding a feather and he just makes the he's like oh I thought that we were doing feather and it's just it's again it's like small quick little tags that yeah. that Cosmo has where he's either mishearing something and that's the joke uh, or he's just completely oblivious to what's going on at that point and who and which he will call himself out on and take ownership of oh, yeah. immediately which is kind of fun. Yeah, it's fun. To see him take that ownership. We have a, a Wanda show that's sort of like Sally, Jesse, Raphael. Yeah. We have a, a Cosmo moment where he's in Seinfeld, right. where it's kind of funny to have Cosmo because of Cosmo Kramer. Right. Uh, but he literally he's literally makes a comment as Jerry Seinfeld. He's like, it's a show about nothing. He's like, that's how, it. how do you know when it's over? <laughs> how do you know? Show about exactly. nothing. And it just kind of hangs there for a minute. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> we have, and this uh, is great because and, this was Cosmo's idea, right? So this was right. his idea to save the day, and Wanda made a note in her notebook about that. So that was kind of cute. And it, it's fun because all of this culminates with an infomercial for sort of like a music CD that yeah. used to be around in the 90s. Yep. And and this is uh, Cosmo where it's it's him getting ready to sing, and it's like a voice that has soothed millions. And it's like him just in his very cracking voice just being like the wheels on the bus go round and round you're like oh my god like it is the opposite of soothing yes through and through through and through but i like that i mean if you grew up in the in the 90s where all of this stuff was like on tv in different stages then it was just just like a fun little montage it was it was pretty cute meanwhile timmy is in the game tron style 
trying to get his buddies to cooperate in either the classroom of doom or eventually against Vicky, the babysitter robot. And he's trying to explain to them like, look guys, we've only got a couple of lives left. If you lose them, you will die in the real world. Like, I don't know how else right. to explain this to you. And they're just not getting it, which is another reason I question like, are they really friends? Cause they're not really listening to him. Yeah. They're not really listening right. to him. They really don't seem to care. And it's, it's challenging too, because Timmy's really not being honest with them right. about the the gravity of the situation that they're in, which this is what divides up the dynamic for me. AJ and Chester, I think, are really good friends. I think they're best buddies. I think that they tolerate Timmy. Yeah. Timmy, I think, also just tolerates them and isn't really best friends with them at all because he doesn't want to share. And I, th- this is the reason why. He doesn't want to share this amazing ability that he has right. to let loose his imagination with Wanda and Cosmo. He's like, I got a good thing. I don't want to screw this up. I- I'm just, I'm going to keep these wishes and this magic power for myself. Like you guys can go off and do your own thing. And that's why I think there's always that. It seems like there's always a little bit of tension between the, the, the group. What's interesting though, is Timmy ultimately has to sacrifice himself to save the other two. Now, if you've been paying attention, that means that Timmy's dead. Like, he's done. He dies in the game. He dies in real life. Except there was this kind of, like, safety built in or just happened to be there. Like a high score mechanic that they threw in last minute. By Timmy sacrificing himself, he earned enough points to to earn a free life. And they did build these kind of interesting things in, like a Wanda coin or a Cosmo coin, which basically gets them free wishes. And it doesn't let them wish themselves out of the game, but it does help them to wish against mini bosses like uh, the the crab-like Aunt Gertrude, (laughs) <laughs> or uh, the final boss, which is Vicky, this giant like babysitting robot. And when I say babysitting robot, she's literally built with a cylinder of spikes on her butt so that when she sits on you, you die. So that's fun. <laughs> uh, so he, he eventually gets them all out and everything's fine. But then what's the final stinger from this one? Oh, what was the final stinger? So eventually Vicky comes up because like everything has been going haywire downstairs with the power surging and the TV being really weird and nothing responding the way she wants to. So she goes upstairs, starts yelling at Timmy and he's like, Hey, if you really want to check out some cool entertainment, try this on. And he just puts the VR helmet on her. So now she's stuck in this like death trap, which is really kind of fucked up way to end it. But uh, it was, it was kind of fun too at the same time. I did like that. That's just big enough to work. Yeah. I did like that Cosmo had, um, he had a second idea in this because when when Vicky was uh, putting all those plugs back into the wall, the power goes out. And you're just like, shit, they just killed all these kids. But then it cuts back <laughs> up to the room and Cosmo is like a little hamster and he's running on this little treadmill and he's just like, I had another idea. And it just is generating enough electricity to keep the game going for a little while, which I thought was pretty cute. That's fine. Um, that was about it, man. So any final thoughts before we uh, send it over for some love it and hate it? No, let's love it and hate it. Guys, turns out we're not the only ones with opinions about this show. You guys have opinions about this as well. And so we are now going to hand this over to longtime listener and friend of the show, Bobby Anthem, for this week's Love It or Hate It. Bobby, take it away, sir. This week's Love It comes to us from Def Leppard for Life Dude on May 26th, 2004, in a post titled, Love This Show. It says, Why do some of you hate this show? It's hilarious. Sure, at first the show was sort of lame, but over time it got better. It's an awesome show now. Even my parents like it and they're 43. 
If you don't like it, don't watch it. Anyway, somebody said this was voted most popular show for Nick. I don't doubt that one bit. This show has comedy and fun plots. Timmy Turner is so lucky he has fairy godparents that grant his every wish. Having fairy godparents would make any kid's life easier. Good thing they are retuning this series. I could see this series continuing up to 2010. Rumor has it there will be a fairy godparents movie in the works. Since I am a big fan of this show, I hope it's true. And Our Hate It was written by Jack Yates on November 23rd, 2013. Jack gave the show a rating of 1 out of 10 and called it utter garbage. Jack said, I believe that I have just witnessed the most awful, mindless piece of tripe ever to disgrace modern era television. Each episode of the show I have seen consists of mindless, rushed jokes that were old and way outdated long before the show ever first aired. Not only that, but the animation and voice acting is tired and lazy. Despite containing some decent actors, beyond this, it will bring nothing to anyone. Surprises me that this show has earned a 7. It is boring, unfunny, not entertaining, and I know I keep saying this, but mindless. It is dumb and not clever in the slightest. I urge you desperately to keep yourselves and your kids away from this god-awful mess that sums up kids' television of the 200s in a nutshell. Pure, utter rubbish. I would have given it a zero, but one is the lowest. Perfect as always. Never utter garbage from you, Bobby Anthem. <laughs> but these reviewers, these reviewers that title these things utter garbage have a difference of opinion. Got to respect that. Respect. So fair enough. But Bobby Anthem, always a pleasure. Thank you, sir. All right, bud. Now that we've heard some love it's or hate it's, it's time to recommend it or not. So for the Fairly Odd Parents, do you recommend it? And if not, does it get the dip, meaning it's been erased from all existence? This is hard. I'm really middle of the road on this all one. Right. I, I enjoyed it, but I don't think that this is something that I'm going to go and pick up again and keep watching. There's a lot of energy. There's a lot of really interesting energy and dynamics and I want to say imagination that's put into this show. I just don't think that this is something that right now, whereas when I was a kid watching this, I would have enjoyed this. I don't think right now that I would have want to connect with that level of, of energy uh, with everything that's there. I, I'm, I'm middle of the road on this. I'm going to say I... I I'd recommend this, but only for diehard fans. Interesting. I, I think for me, I am going to recommend it just because of the insanity and the creativity. I really, really, really like the conceit of this show where it's just like a kid who doesn't have much and he's given these two godparents who have incredible powers and can just grant any wishes. But it plays into that old adage of be careful what you wish for because everything always goes wrong and he has to figure yeah. a way out of it. It, it does make me want to see more. It's not like a strong recommendation like, oh my God, put down everything you're doing, crash the car, go buy this DVD right now. Like, <laughs> it's like, but check it out. You know, if you missed it the first time around, what? what's the matter? Are these new classifications of recommendations yeah. that we have? We're like, crash your car. Crash your car. There's it's one that's that crash important. your car. There's one that's leave your family. Yeah. 
clear your bank accounts out, put it into Fairly Odd Parents. <laughs> to a bankrupt. Yeah, go bankrupt. It's that important. No, we're not quite at that level. But I'd say check it out. If you, if you, especially if you like Nicktoons and you maybe missed this one in the late '90s, early 2000s, and then again in the mid 2000s, uh, it's worth checking out and seeing if you're a fan of one way or another. I think it's cool. It's something I missed the first time around, but it's something I'd be interested in watching a couple more episodes of to see if I was I was really into it or if it found its groove. And uh, and then I'd like to see what the hate's all about. Like Bobby was talking about, I think Bobby's hate it was from a later run in the series. So I'd kind of like to see what that's all about too. But for the meantime, I'll recommend it. Yeah. All right. No, I agree with you. I want to check out a later season to kind of cool. see what the yeah, what the, the difference deal. is like. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in I'm the meantime, bud... If uh, people want to check you out, what are you up to in the next couple of weeks? Guys, as always, I do live improv comedy in Washington, D.C. with a group that's called Knox. That's N-O-X exclamation point. We perform with Washington Improv Theater, and you can find tickets and times at dc.org. As always, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Sean Paul Ellis. And before I let you know what I'm up to, I want to give a quick shout out to our buddy William, who sent us a fantastic email. Uh, and also did like a champion move right there by leaving us an iTunes review, which all hundreds and thousands of you people should do because it really does help us quite a bit. So thanks to William for that. Also, William is keeping <laughs> us in business for at least the next year because he said, dummies, why are you not covering these cartoons? What is your problem with Hanna-Barbera? Why don't you like Disney cartoons? He actually said it much nicer than I'm saying it right now, but he gave us a list of like 30 cartoon titles some of which are on our list and we just haven't gotten to yet, and some of which I'm like, I can't believe I left this one off. So he's got a great list of titles. We are going to be covering a bunch of them. And uh, just once again, thank you, William, for that email. Thank you, William. Uh, as for me, on Twitter, you can find me at DrClawMD. You can also find me on Collider.com, Nerdist.com, and DaveTrumbor.com. If you want to find out more about this little show right here, head on over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Saturday Morning Cartoons. Remember, that's morning with a U, because we'd love you if you check out patreon.com. Otherwise, you can head on over to our website, saturdaymorningcartoons.com. Follow along on Twitter, at MorningTunes. Check out Sean's handiwork on our Instagram page. Keep that conversation going on Facebook. And listen to our free audio podcast each and every week through YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. As always, be like William and send us an email, saturdaymorningcartoons at gmail.com. Or also leave us a review on iTunes. Guys, if you have just two minutes, I know it's sometimes a pain in the ass, but just go to iTunes, just give us a review. We wish Stitcher had that, but ah, it'd be cool. Appreciate it, man. Guys, I don't know like, why I deep side on that. Well, guys, it's, it's, go, go to iTunes and just review us. Just please, guys, just go. Be like William. Go right, crash your car and, and bankrupt yourself and just go to iTunes and just review us right now. Yeah, I mean, you don't even have to go that extreme, but I will recommend that you do both of those things. <laughs> be like William. <laughs> Awesome. Check it out. That's going to wrap it up for the Fairly Odd Parents. We got more New Year's Nicktoons coming at you next week. Hey, guess what? To find out what they are, you're probably going to have to head on over to our Patreon page. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next time. Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform and roll out.